heard a song, but I don't remember when. Hey everybody, happy Friday. Welcome to the Just a Little Bit Out West podcast. We're going to get just a little bit out west this week. Last week, I kind of left you with the, f- the impression that life just sort of sucks and that's all there is to it and just get used to it, suck it up, buttercup. I don't mean it that way. Uh, what we were talking about last week is just that we do have trials and tribulations because we live in a fallen world. And basically what I was trying to say is that's the reason. But now the other part of that is that because we have God, because we have his instructions, and because we have our relationship with him, this is the really the beautiful thing about that is is that we have an advantage in life that people who don't have a relationship with God don't have. Now, if you've been one of those Christians that's gone to church and you go to church, you go to mass, you go sit there, listen to the preacher a little while, maybe you go to confession, maybe sing in the choir or whatever, you don't really see the benefits to the whole thing. And it really just becomes a situation where you're supposed to be good, but you aren't. And that becomes very frustrating. And that's really because somebody has misrepresented the entire <laughs> the entire gospel to you. So we're going to break that down here. Jesus' first sermon, you can find that in the book of Luke, the fourth chapter. It says there that Jesus read from the book of Isaiah, and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. The word gospel means good news. He said, He's anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of sight to the blind and to set at liberty those who are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. Now we got to break all that down a little bit, but what what we're seeing here is that Jesus is saying I'm here to make life better. I'm here to bring us back to the situation where we had this relationship with God, where our world wasn't trying to kill us, and these things that had taken over our lives, that we would be able to overcome those. In John chapter 16, in verse 33, he says, These things I've said to you, so that you will have peace. In the world, you are going to have tribulations, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. I think, for me, I think the thing that is is so important about all this is that 
God's point is to bring us into relationship with him and then in that relationship with him, then he's able to make things eventually heaven is coming to earth. You know, a lot of people say heaven is our home. That's not really true. Uh, what you see in the back of the book is that God is coming here. I mean, he's already here. Yes, I, I understand that. But like in the Garden of Eden, it says that Adam and God walked together in the garden. And the book of Revelation makes it seem as though the entire kingdom of heaven is going to be on earth and heaven and earth will be one again. Because, see, the thing that makes heaven heaven is because that's where God's will is being done 24-7. Earth has our will being done. And when we allow God into our lives and when we give God permission to work in our lives, then his will can be done in our lives. But you see, there's this, this is, this is why Calvinism and, and the whole idea of, of God controlling everything, this is why it's so subversive and so, so bad, is the only, <laughs> the only thing that you have control over in this world is your choice. That's it. Everything else in your world has its own choices. Everything in our world, to some extent, is out of our control. And our relationship with God is out of our control because when creation fell, you understand, we fell as well. We became less. <laughs> we became fallen. And so as a result, our hearts and our personalities became fallen. So really, when we come to God, the only thing that we bring him is, God, I want you to be in charge of my life and I want to have this relationship with you. That's it. That's all you have. That's all you have to give. And even that, I mean, we do have to understand that you know, the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. Well, that's true. He loved us enough to reach down into this slime where we are and say, there's a better way. Come this way. The only thing we have control over is, is that decision. However, that decision gives us control over everything else. I hope that makes sense. The lie that God is manipulating and controlling everything takes that choice away from you. It takes the only thing that belongs to you away from you. I, I heard, heard a preacher talking about this just last week, and he was saying that we have to recognize who we are in Jesus, that God has made us heirs, friends, children. He's done that because of our choices. And we now are in a position where the Bible says that we are seated at God's right hand. We are, we are 
We are seated in heavenly places. We have a place with God. God is our daddy. God is our our father. God is living in us. And while we're rejoicing about that, we also have to keep in mind, you know, the Bible says, without him, we are nothing. That's that that's the point is without god you're nothing but the bible also says that with him nothing is impossible and so there's this there's this tension where we have to keep remembering that i can do all things through christ who strengthens me but i also have to remember that it's not me that's doing it it's him doing it in me and if you get those unbalanced, either way, if you get too far over on the I'm just a worm and and worthless, that's not healthy. But if you get too far over into the I'm all there is, I'm I'm wonderful, I'm amazing because I'm in Christ. If you get too far over there, then you start looking at yourself and thinking that you're all that. And then you become like the Pharisee who was praying in the temple, and he prayed that ugly, arrogant prayer, thank you, God, for making me like this and not like that. Thank you for making me better than that other guy over there praying that I'm wonderful and he's not. <laughs> you can see how that that's not going to make you any friends here or in heaven. So the point to all of that is that, yes, we live in a fallen world. The devil operates here pretty freely, and everyone's choices rub up against everybody else's choices, and so bad things happen. But because God is living in us, because God is leading us, we can avoid a lot of really terrible things. And God in me means that I can do whatever God needs me to do. If I'm, if I'm needing physical strength, God can do that in me. God wants me to be well. God wants me to be whole. God wants me to have my needs met. He wants me to be able to do whatever he needs me to do. Paul says, that a soldier does not go to war at his own expense. You don't have to pay for your own clothes and your own equipment. That's the government's job. That's, that's the king's job. The king gives you your sword. The king gives you your armor. The king gives you the equipment. He gives you the training. You see what I mean? We're not, we're not just a bunch of beggars sent out to the front lines to just go see and do the best we can. Once you become in that relationship with God, then you are an ambassador for God. And that means that if he needs you to do something, he's going to give you what you need to get that job done. He's going to give you the wisdom. He's going to give you the words. The Bible says in one place, it says that in the last days you will come before the rulers to explain why you believe what you believe and the Bible says, don't worry about what you're going to say, because when you get there, I'll tell you what to say. We're never alone, and we're never on our own unless we choose to refuse 
That sounds like a song. Unless we choose to refuse the help that God has provided for us. I hope this clears all of that up. As always, let me know where I missed it, and I'll talk about it next week if I missed anything. I really appreciate you guys being out there, and I'm looking forward to next week already, and I'm not even done with this one. All right, have a good week. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.
That's the song Pentecost from the group Witch Hazel. They're such a great group. They're kind of a combination between Thin Lizzy and the Straubs. <laughs> All right, check them out. See you next week. Bye-bye.